Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to DraftKings Network. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I f***ing love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that boss next. Big jab there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Oh, down goes Duffy O'Connor. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe There are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. It's the most wonderful time of the year. UFC 296 just days away. Great to have you back with us or with us for the first time, if that is the case. It is episode 454 of the Anakin Florian podcast presented by DraftKings. John Anik here with former three-time UFC title challenger, Kenny Florian. We have located the song Team Florian by Special Teams. That's a tease. We're going to play it on our award show coming up on Tuesday, January 2nd. But you played this song for me like 15 years ago. Special Teams created this for you. And I hadn't heard it in probably 10 years. And when I heard that 5'10", 155. (laughs) Full body chills, buddy. Full body chills. All right, coming up over the next 30 minutes or or so, we will talk to a good friend of mine, outstanding MMA better, Hayden Iverson, who has emerged in the space over the last year or so. Also, Macy Barber will be with us, or at least is scheduled to join us. But 296 is just days away. We're going to get Kempflo's prediction coming up on the main event here in a matter of minutes. But first, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this one thing that I heard my fine broadcast partner, Daniel Cormier, say about Colby Covington. And the theme is essentially that nobody has done more with less than Colby Covington. And for me, you know, I feel like there might be some truth in there, but largely I don't subscribe to that theory at all. I think you can actually argue that it's somewhat insulting to suggest that he doesn't have maybe the natural gifts of some of these other guys. Now, Colby Covington has talked of this third lung since he was on a soccer pitch at seven years of age. So that to me speaks to a natural gift that he has certainly weaponized in mixed martial arts. Not to suggest, Kenny, that Colby Covington has not maximized his utility and become the best possible fighter and striker and wrestler in MMA than he, that he can possibly be. Um, but to suggest that no one in UFC history maybe has done more with less, I think shortchanges Colby Covington, the athlete, a little bit. I think that's accurate. I, for me, Chael Sonnen is the guy that stands out uh, in that regard. Uh, it, it, no disrespect. It just, you know, and, and Chael was great on the mic. I, I think that's where, you know, maybe some of those comparisons between him and Colby uh, lie as well. But I think that, you know, because Colby gets so much attention by the things that he says, and maybe this is by design, that his skills are underestimated a great deal. And of course, the thing that really stands out if you've ever seen a Colby Covington fight is not only his conditioning, but his heart. 
He is not going to go away. He is not going to give up on himself. He is one of the toughest fighters that I have ever seen compete inside the octagon. And I've seen a lot of fights. So that, that says a lot. I, you know, I, I don't like handing that, that title out easily, but Colby is easily on that list. Um, and you got to talk about his wrestling skills, his ability to control you, his ground and pound. I also think he's very underestimated as a striker as well. And I think similar to what happened to Conor McGregor in that fight against Habib Nurmagomedov, sometimes you focus so much on stopping a takedown that you leave yourself vulnerable on the feet because you don't respect those striking skills. And I don't think Leon Edwards wants to do that against someone like Colby Covington, who we haven't seen fight in a long time. And Colby kind of very secretly will stay training and stay evolving. Oh yeah. And a lot of improvements can be made during that time. So, you know, if, if Leon is doing his, his homework and as a professional, like I think he is, I, I don't think he's going to underestimate someone like Colby on the feet either. I know if I was an athlete, certainly fighting a guy like Colby Covington would bring out the best in me in training camp, just in terms of the daunting nature of a potential 20 or 22 or 25 minute fight. But you're right. You got to think Daniel Valverde, Cesar Carnero, everybody at MMA Masters now has had a couple of years to work with Colby Covington, who in theory, with almost two years away, should present a damn fine version coming up this weekend. Either way, something special is going down at UFC 296. DraftKings Sportsbook is helping you come out on top in this epic encounter between Leon Edwards and Colby Covington. Right now, Rocky, the betting favorite, minus 148 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Covington can be had at plus 124. I actually think our executive producer, Cody Merrow, is going to have a wager on that main event. Can't tell you which way he's going, but there's all sorts of ways to attack the board for the last card of UFC's action in 2023. And you can get in on it right now with us. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not now, but right now. Use code AFPOD. New customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC with code AFPOD. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash MMA for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, now joining us on the guest line for the first time out of the great state of Wisconsin, I found out this morning. You can find him at HeyJivePicks on Instagram. And I've really enjoyed the content from this man over the last year or so. He is Hayden Iverson with us for the first time here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Good Sunday to you, brother. How are you doing, man? I appreciate the time today. Very good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Big fan of the show. Big fan of both of your guys' works. And uh, just an honor to be here. So I see you're repping the great Taylor Mark Russell. Have you been fitted by that man yet? Or are you just repping him loud and proud? No, I mean, he's a good friend of mine. uh, And he's been wanting me to get tailored. So I got to get in there. I just got to do it. But I, uh, I keep having these busy schedules. Don't get in there, but I got to get yeah. it done. Too busy handicapping 41 UFC live events a year. So <laughs> before we get into some of your action for UFC 296, I guess I just was curious how you sort of got into the space. I know you're living in South Florida now, but when did you sort of start breaking down this wall and, and creating some traction in the, in the MMA betting world? Yeah, so I started basically um, just watching other people do it on TikTok, on Instagram. And then uh, I started doing it myself because I'm like, 
I want to get more into the betting space. I'm already putting all this time in working on these plays and stuff. Might as well push it out to people, see if it sticks. And uh, eventually kind of found my niche more with uh, the UFC. I started out doing basketball, football and UFC, but I found it UFC was a little bit more fun for me. You know, it's one card a week. It's not every day like NBA or anything. A lot more time to prepare and uh, just kept going on it, just grinding uh, and, and basically just putting my whole life's work into it at this point. So it's been great. I love it. So I own the Twitter handle free play today. And at one point I was going to try to put a free play out there every day, Ken Flo, but it's too much. Like it's too much research. I've actually softly yes. suggested that my twin brother do it. Um, but I really enjoy your content and your energy to that end. Before I get Ken Flo's prediction on UFC 296, you heard me mention the betting odds right now. Leon Edwards minus 148. Few days out, Colby Covington plus 124. Do you have any bets down right now? And ultimately, where will your action fall on the main event at UFC 296, Hayden? I don't have any bets down right now. Uh, this is going to be a really tough one to lay off of the plus money on Colby Covington because there's a lot of hype going on with him, him coming off the layoff. Donald Trump's going to be in the building. No, it's, it's a fight that everyone is going to be invested in because Colby Covington is fighting. We haven't seen him in a long time. But when I think about this fight from a logical perspective, I just don't see how I could pass up on Leon Edwards at minus 148 after he just beat Kamar Usman twice. I actually like that he took the long layoff. He fought in March. I know Kobe wanted to get it done in like July. I thought that was smart for him to not take it in July, take this fight in December uh, and get the time to recover. You know, don't get burnout like we saw. With the, uh, the Aljamain Sterling situation with Sean O'Malley, quick turnaround. I don't like that for champions. So uh, Leon Edwards coming into this one. If he wants to win this fight, if you want to beat Kobe, I think you got to be a good counter striker. And I think Leon Edwards is a very good counter striker because Kobe's going to throw a lot at you on the feet. You know, obviously chain wrestle. And uh, if Kobe wants to win this fight, he cannot let up for one second. And he's got to make Leon Edwards get to a point where he wants to quit. But as we know, John Anik said, it's not the cloth from which he is cut. I got Leon Edwards winning this one. All right. Good breakdown. Minus 148 right now for Leon Edwards. So, Kempflo, there's a lot to unpack, obviously, on this main event. I think I can say, even though I can't bet on the fight, that I would probably be looking for other opportunities on the board, right? You can argue our producer, Cody Merrow, is a little bit underpaid relative to his value. And he's talking about a four-figure wager on Colby Covington. I would look for other opportunities on the fight card. Ultimately, we need a prediction from you, Ken Flo. You like Leon Edwards or Colby Covington here this weekend? I, I certainly think Colby uh, in this fight is an interesting underdog pick, and, and, and it's pretty close overall. I, I think that Cody's best bet, as Hayden you know, kind of broke down here, is you know, obviously it's going to be via his wrestling. He needs to lead with that. I think where it gets interesting is if he's able to break through and make it a battle of wills. Uh, not only, not always an, uh, an easy thing to do when you have a fighter who is as skillful as Leon Edwards. And that's what Leon needs to do here. He needs to lead with his skill and not even let it go to, uh, you know, who's going to be the more durable guy, who's going to be the more conditioned guy. Because if he does that, then it's anybody's fight. And I like Cole be in that spot he's about as tough as they come however i do think leon edwards skill is going to be enough on the feet with his counter wrestling i think if colby can combine that crazy pacing and get leon edwards tired 
get him fatigued mentally, physically, spiritually, then he can get his wrestling to work. I just don't think it's going to be enough here. I think Leon Edwards getting all that cage time, getting those wins over Kamaru Usman is going to do great things and allow him uh, to be that much better in this fight. So uh, I, I like Leon here. Um, he's matured so much as a fighter, has only gotten better. And um, I, I think Leon uh, is in a great spot to shine. Uh, not an easy thing to do against Colby Covington. I think this will most likely go to decision because he's so durable. But give me Leon Edwards here as well. Teddy Atlas isn't the only combat sports mind to suggest that an athlete gets appreciably better when they break through and win a championship. Certainly, I think we saw some of that with Leon Edwards, but in the media that I've ingested leading up to this fight, repeatedly, Leon has referenced the shape that he is in. Like, I, I feel like, you know... Fear is maybe a, a word that has a negative connotation, but the fear factor in going 25 minutes with Colby Covington is such that I think it produced a great training camp from Leon Edwards. Hayden Iverson, I know you're going to have a lot of content for us throughout the week at Hey Jive Picks on Instagram. Anything else that you like at UFC 296? We got a lot of big favorites on pay-per-view. We got 14 yeah. fights to close out the year. Huge depth on the card, right? Like Randy Brown and Muslim Salikov is the first fight of the night, right? Randy Brown's a guy who's been featured on pay-per-view in the past. Uh, any other plays or leans for you before we let you fly, brother? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a chalky main card. Um, so I would honestly look for some type of props and one that I actually kind of like. Uh, I don't know if there's a, a prop out there yet on DraftKings. I didn't see one out there, but Shafkot, uh by decision because I think Steven Thompson is going to come out with uh, his, his striking. And I think Shavkat is going to come out looking to strike, but I think he'll quickly learn that he, he's got to uh, look elsewhere because you don't want to stand in, in strike with Steven Thompson. So I think Shavkat all wins by finish. Everyone's going to be looking for the finish. In times like this, I like to go the opposite. I think the, the value would be on a Shavkat by decision to get his first win by decision. He's already a big favorite. Uh, Steven Thompson... We saw it against Gilbert Burns, against Bilal Muhammad. He can get wrestled up and uh, still survive and make it to the end of the fight. It's only a three-round fight. I think Shavkat by decision at, at the value. I don't know what the, the price will be yet, but right. I would expect it to be uh, a little bit juicier than something inside the distance. Uh, but Shavkat by decision looks pretty good. Yeah, that's interesting. Rachmada, minus 520 on the money line. You figure it'll be minus for sure by finish. But yeah, maybe you get something close to even money on him by decision if uh, if that fight goes the full 15. All right, Hayden Iverson, you're going to see him on the Anakin Florian podcast throughout 2024 as well. And hey, Jive Picks, my man, appreciate the time. Best of luck on the board this weekend. And uh, we will talk to you next year. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it very much. All right. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt-sip smell routine, or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia, to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. There he is, Hayden Iverson with us 
here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Fascinating main event. We are going right back to the guest line right now. And joining us is a fighter who really broke through as a legitimate world title contender in 2023. Now the number seven ranked flyweight in the world. The future Macy Barber is with us. Macy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing better now. We appreciate the time. And I found myself going back to the Amanda Hebos fight this morning, just in advance of our conversation and uh, and your post-fight interview and everything else. You know, it's hard to win five straight UFC fights. I think Ken Flo's longest winning streak was actually six, if I'm not mistaken. But I'd imagine like walking through your life, even coming off a of surgery, like everything is better when you have this type of, of pro athlete momentum, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I love having the momentum. Obviously, it's something that, you know, when I actually had the first surgery, like it was not planned to have a major surgery. It was not planned to have a major, a pretty big loss. And it was not planned to have, you know, two back to back losses. But I honestly feel like even though I had the, the goal of being the youngest champion in the UFC, that was such a huge blessing in disguise for me. You know, I feel like at 20 five years old, I have so much knowledge, so much experience and so much potential within the sport. Um, and I honestly feel like that has set me up for this title shot. Uh, hopefully, you know, coming off of my next win. All right. So your last fight, I want to marinate on this just for a second against Amanda Hebos in Jacksonville in June. It was the fight of the night. First live event that I took all three of my kids to because it was happening early in yeah. the day. Like the most bloody event that I think I called all year. Uh, and you factored into that, of course. But you had a head kick at one point in this fight, and that's what sort of set up the beginning of the end. But like a lot of fighters, that could have been a viral head kick mm -hmm. knockout moment for you, right? Even though you got bonus that night, like the technique was beautiful. You landed it beautifully, obviously on a fighter that can take a shot, but I don't know. Do you do you recognize how quick you or how close you were, I should say, to like a super viral moment there? Or am I crazy? No, I do. And I mean, honestly, that's something that I worked on with Danny Castillo. He was like, dude, all I see is a head kick. All I see is a head kick. We're going to we're going to get her with a head kick. And we drilled that so much. Uh, I drilled that so much with like all the coaches. But uh, I remember Danny just sitting there the whole week, too. He was like, dude, we're going to get a head kick, head kick knockout. Huh. Um, and honestly, I think that that's something that like I have great kicks. Um, it's just one thing for me to like really put the the extra bit behind it, you know, like I do have the ability to knock someone out with a head kick. I just have to, you know, go for it. And I feel like this fight really showed me not just me, but showed a lot of people that, you know, I do have the ability to just like put those kicks up there. Um, but now it's time to, you know, turn it up a notch. If I had turned it up a notch, we could have knocked her out. Um, and you know, it's a learning lesson, but honestly, I, I'm so grateful for that finish. Like it was, a, it was a great one. Um, and it's something we planned for. Yeah, and Macy, for me, it, it was one of the most impressive performances of your career. I think your ability to put it all together, like your range seemed different. You seemed just so much more comfortable out there with your strikes and your range. What do you attribute to th that to? Is it the, you know, the, the coaching change, like with the, the training approach, or are you just maturing as a fighter and, and, and putting it all together yourself? I mean, I don't think you can attribute it to just one thing. You know, you can't just be like, oh, it's just the coaches. And I can't just be like, oh, it's all me. You know, it's not all yeah. me and it's not just all the coaches. You know, it's it's us together as a collection. Um, and honestly, I think that it's just me. I honestly got so sick of these decisions. You know, that's not the fighter that I came into the UFC as. That's not the fighter that I ever want to be. I want to be someone that goes out and, you know, is always going for the finish. Um, and knowing that, you know, again, putting the coaches in the mix with me, you know, putting Danny Castillo, 
Guilherme, putting uh, Uriah Faber, all of the people that I've been able to work with, um, Chris Holdsworth, like putting everyone together has really helped me be able to not only just like really let myself go and let myself shine the way I want to shine, um, but also just have that like comfort when I walk in there. You know, it's 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 the work that we put in. Yeah, that that was evident. Um, you have a, a another tough fight against Caitlin Chukagian. It seems like in in March. Uh, how, how do you see that fight going down? Honestly, same as last one. I'm gonna get a finish. This is one that I am very confident in my ability to finish. Uh, I know that she's coming off of a bit of a layoff. I also am coming off of a a little layoff, uh, just with a little injury, you know. Um, but honestly, this is the one. This is the one that's gonna really be able to solidify my chance at a rematch with Alexa Grasso. So your confidence is just undeniable at 25 years of age, your maturity, like you could do television. I'm not going to take you down that road today, <laughs> but like if you want to do the television thing, that world is going to open up to you as well. But can you like quantify the confidence that you get from beating he boss and then take in to this next fight? Because I know a lot of us were remarking about your poise and your confidence, like going into that fight. But then you add this performance, like, does it mentally take you to a different level? Can you quantify that? I think it does. I think that every single fight that I've gone through um, has been able to take me to another level. You know, some of them are to humble me and some of them are to, you know, really help me elevate. Uh, and this fight was one where it's like, no, this is this is the beginning of our run. This is the beginning of our shot at getting that belt. This is the beginning of. You know, I've had to work my way up and I'm going to keep talking about it because it's something I've had to work my way back up to get that rematch with Alexa Grasso. And it's just that much better that she's in that title position, you know, that she has the belt. Um, you know, I've been on a five fight win streak since that fight. And I think that the fight with Amanda Hebos and the fight with Caitlin Chikagan is going to be the ones that solidify me in that spot for the rematch. No, I think the foundation is laid and I know promotionally Mick Maynard and everybody else absolutely believes in you. And I think for a lot of us, when we saw you against Amanda, we thought for some for the first time that we were looking at a future world champion. Now, Amanda Hebos fought Caitlin Chukagian last year, didn't finish her. Does that film have any extra value given the common opponent or no? You know, I think that um, I mean, I sat down and watched we watched all of um, I sat down with Danny, actually, just the other day. We were watching the fights back. Caitlin has not finished an opponent. Her lack of ability to finish girls is what makes me that much more confident. Like, she doesn't have that extra bit that, you know, you have um, with some of these girls, you know, you're like, oh, we got to be careful of this. Oh, we got to be careful of that. And and it's it's just being a little bit cautious and being aware of what we're looking for. Uh, there is no part of me that has any concerns with this fight. Um, and it, it just honestly it gets me so excited. Um, but with, uh, with Amanda, he they went to a split decision, you know, she went to a split decision with a girl that also went back down to 115. Um, obviously I finished Amanda and she also went back down to 115. So there's a little bit of a size difference, I think, you know, and a power difference. Um, but with me and Caitlin, there's a huge power difference. You know, I have the power, I have the ability to finish these girls. Um, and Caitlin's been broken before. So that's what I plan on doing. UFC flyweight contender Macy Barber with us here on the Anakin Florian podcast. So in terms of how much better you can get, right, you can look back to maybe 2019, Roxanne Modafferi. You can look at 2021, the Alexa Grasso fight, and now look at where you are at right now. 
I don't know if it's quantifiable in the gym week to week, day to day, but like how much better can you get and how far away do you think you really are from your fighting prime, your championship prime? I mean, I can only get as good as, you know, the work that I'm putting in. So I, I put in work on a daily basis. Um, I think that there's work to be done everywhere. You know, no one's at the top, even when they're at the top, they're still not at their truest and fullest potential. You know, there's always so much more that we can always do. Um, and it's just capitalizing on those moments. You know, there's things that I can be doing, you know, the sacrifices that we need to make to, to be able to set ourselves apart. You know, everyone in the top, everyone in the top five, top 10, they're, they're all putting in work, you know, we're all in the gym training. So it's going to be those little edges that really set me apart. Um, and that's something that I'm willing to do. So I think that my potential in this sport and in the UFC is it's just getting started. Uh, and then, you know, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Dude. No, it's, it's exciting. And there's so many things that are in your not too distant future. I know you and I have talked privately about a UFC main event, which potentially could be on the front of a title fight, but your title fight could come, uh, before you know it. Yeah. So who's a tougher matchup for you, Alexa Grasso or Valentina Shevchenko? You I can think, say no I think they're different styles. They're different styles. So it's, I don't know if it's like one's tougher than the other. I mean, obviously Valentina was such a dominant champion for so long, you know, a win over her would be incredible. But at the same time, I have that little extra bit. Like I, I've said it before. It's like, do I want the title? Like if Valentina and Alexa Grasso have their trilogy fight and Valentina wins the belt, I still want my rematch with Alexa Grasso. Right. That's where I'm at right now. Right. And I know that that would also give me the ability to fight for the belt. I'm not saying I don't want a title shot. I'm just saying that as an athlete and as a fighter, I know that I can finish her. And I know that in a five round fight, I would have won that fight. Yeah. Uh, and I need that back. That's something I'm like, I, as a competitor need that fight back. Um, so selfishly, I feel like the tougher fight for me, um, it's more of a mental thing. It's like the tougher yeah. fight for me is the one with the yeah, yeah. Awesome because I'm going to say that because that's the one I want. Does that I make like sense? That. Yeah. No crystal. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. All right. A couple quick ones before we let you go. Your brother, Wyatt, had an amateur fight back in 2019. What is his deal as a mixed martial arts athlete right now? Ah, I wish I wish he was being a fighter right now. Um, I'm actually in his room doing this uh, doing this interview. All right. I'm glad we asked um, about him that. But for him as a fighter, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's 20. He's 21 Two. now. Uh, yeah, apologies but, wrong. Says he's 22. It's fucked. Oh, my bad. Probably 22. I thought <laughs> I could be wrong. I have a lot of siblings. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get him back in the gym. I mean, I know that he'll be around. He's been doing a lot of my uh, videography. Um, so putting in work. Good. Well, he'll be sure to cut the clip about him then, hopefully. Hey, before we <laughs> let you go, staying on the theme of your family, anyone who has followed your career knows how invested your family has been. So I'd imagine it's been pretty exciting for them to sort of witness this run and this rise to undeniable title contention over the last two years. Yeah. I mean, I know that my family's been here for the whole thing, you know, um, and it, there's been some ups and there's been some downs, you know, the fight that I have with uh, Roxanne Mataferi when I sat in the shower and my mom was trying to help me get the blood out of my hair from a torn, a like I had torn ACL and I'm sitting in the shower. We're just sitting there crying together. You know, it was, it was a very like, real and raw moment and her and I just sitting in <laughs> sitting in there with her trying to wash the blood and just washing it pour down my body just crying um to now you know me having the last win that I had and her being there and just being able to run up and give her a hug you know honestly like there's nothing that compares to being able to have your family there 
Um, and for all the fighters that get to have that, I mean, they should soak it in, you know, and to all the fighters that don't get to have that, you know, I, I wish that they could, um, because that's something that's, it's so, so special. Um, and I'm honored, you know, I'm honored that my family is such a big part of this. That's great. That's really well put. And yeah, when you hugged your mom in Jacksonville, it's like, Hey mom, I'm completely covered in somebody else's blood. That had to be pretty, uh, pretty joyous. You know? uh, everyone got some DC, my mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. If you want to follow Macy Barber on these social channels at Macy Barber, M-A-C-M-A-Y-C-E-E on the Macy and Barber self-explanatory. Macy, we appreciate the time very much. You know, we're very excited about your future here on the show and beyond. And uh, we'll let you get back to everything that you got going on. Hope to see you in Vegas soon. But get on the mend and we will see you in Miami, if not sooner. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'll see you soon. All right. Macy Barber with us here on the Anakin Florian Podcast Fights. Caitlin Chukagian. Might be Caitlin Sermonara. I'm not sure. But Caitlin Chukagi in UFC 299 in March, Miami, Florida, USA. It's really amazing, Kenny, right? Macy Barber put a lot of pressure on herself. I think early on suggested that she would become the youngest champion in UFC history. That was the goal. And even though maybe she came up a little bit short as far as that initiative was concerned, she has been absolutely awesome. And she's on the short list of the best flyweights in the world right now. And, and cannonball coming for Alexa Grasso and everybody else. Yeah, and I, and I would argue it, it's very difficult to get to a high level if you don't set those high goals for yourself. And, and I think that she's been putting in work for, for a while. Sometimes it doesn't come together for a long time. Didn't for me. And I think it, that time is right now for her. That's the most important part that it is coming together and it's coming together at a great point in her life and in her career. All right. And last thing I'll say, you may have heard us talk earlier in the week about Bilal Muhammad, our good friend, weighing in as the backup for Leon Edwards and Colby Covington. And despite the personal connection to Bilal, I feel connected to all of these athletes. Leon, of course, for obvious reasons. Right. But I was very excited when I got this news several weeks ago, because it's one thing to be like a last minute, short notice backup for a title fight, Kenny. It's another thing to get word promotionally, you know, five, six weeks out that you're going to be the guy. I think it speaks to Dana White, you know, sticking by his guarantee that the winner of Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad would fight for the title. And even though Leon is talking a lot this week about 185 pounds. There's a history between Leon and Bilal Muhammad, and, and even Shavkat Rachmanov was putting Bilal over just in terms of his candidacy. So I think we'd all agree it's nice to see the UFC acknowledge Bilal Muhammad as the true number one contender by making him the backup coming up here in a few days. Yeah, it, it's an opportunity, right? No, nothing's guaranteed with weigh-ins and things like that, but I do think uh, he's in a great spot. Uh, has that opportunity to maybe step in here, was given the heads up so he can get some training in, get his weight down, all that stuff. And um, yeah, I, I think we'll probably, I think both those guys have been pretty reliable as far as weighing in uh, Edwards and Covington. Uh, but just the fact that Bilal it does have that opportunity, I think is a good sign. And uh, I think we should see him fight one of those guys in, in the near future. I'm curious to sit down with Leon Edwards in our fighter meeting because he has been pretty dismissive of Bilal Muhammad leading up to the fight, whereas in times prior, he has sort of promoted Bilal's candidacy as the number one contender. So we'll see where Leon stands. But of course, his focus is Colby Covington this weekend. And all of your focus should, of course, be on pay-per-view, hopefully with us. Thank you to our guests, Hayden Iverson and Macy Barber. We are back with you coming up on December 18th, I believe. 
that Monday. We will recap everything that was UFC 296, the final card of the year. We'll also set the table for our award show coming up on January 2nd. So if you do have any award nominees that you think might fall under the radar, you can fire those in at Pod. Also, don't forget, best way for you to support the show, our producers, our talent, everybody else. Working behind the scenes, johnannick.com. We have sales going on on our merchandise. I think the code is holiday right now for 20% off in advance of UFC 296. All of our new designs are up right now. Also, check out Kenny Florian, martialarts.com, Argus Integrated Defense. One more sleep designs, by the way, coming soon to johnannick.com as well. And don't forget, remember the show live every Thursday night on the Anakin Florian Podcast YouTube channel. Thank you all for checking out the program here on the DraftKings Network and the DraftKings YouTube channel. I'm off to Vegas for UFC 296. We will talk to you to recap it all on Monday with that for our producer, Cody Merrill and the great Kenny Florian. I'm John Anik. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, enjoy the pay-per-view. Go back. Time I start a verse, I break at least three commandments. Kinda like Pluto because I never plan it. I'm outlandish in the way they make the patches look like they own ranches. It's the art of war, your blood's the only color on the canvas. And I don't mean it like a thug into how you can get God. Fuck being gangsta, I'm hip hop. You got it every time you walk in the label. The A&R's like, not it. Immune to your shit because I circle, circle, dot, dotted. Body heat is intoxicated. We got a beat, I don't got it. Speak copies, he start to think psychically. Make the speakers speak elitistly. Off the high horse, make an ass of the views. Your DJ must not know the alphabet for getting his cues. My favorite DJ got the and six extra L's to abuse Esoteric John P and I'm the new kid at school I'm Raider Ellis, nice to meet you Show busting my styles Egocentric, ego tripping with frequent fly smiles DJ wants to get in the bird, he gets in the bird And bird takes the shot You wanna sit it on us? We got commandos on us Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley SAB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.